Hello and welcome to the Talking Transformation podcast. This is Matt Bird, the Chief Executive of Cinnamon Network International, and I'm privileged to have with me today a very special guest, Pastor Paul from Victory Outreach Church in Manchester. Paul, welcome. Hello, Matt. How are you doing? Very good. You don't sound very Mancunian. No, I'm uh, originally from the East End of London. And uh, I came up here 16 years ago to bring a little bit of culture. A bit of culture, that's what I like to hear. Now, you're part of an incredible global movement called Victory Outreach. And, uh, you know, I think if Jesus was on earth today, the church you'd go to would be Victory Outreach. Um, t- tell us about Victory. How did it start? What's the emphasis? It started in 1967 um, in Los Angeles. But the backstory of it is that the founder of Victory Outreach, Sonny Argenzoni, was the first drug addict that was reached through the ministry of Dave Wilkerson uh, in New York. So Dave Wilkerson, the story goes through the cross of the switchblade that many people have read, is that he reached uh, a gang member called Nicky Cruz, head of the Mau Mau gang, and uh, together then they reached Sonny Argenzoni. Sonny was a drug addict from Brooklyn in New York, and uh, they reached out to him, took him back to the center that they had started to be uh, started to run, the team challenge that became team challenge. Yeah. And that was where Nicky sat with Sonny Argenzoni one night. His addiction was broken and uh, they became great friends and they began to work together from that point on. Yeah. And what, what, why start a church? Did, did former drug addicts not fit in traditional churches? Well, that was what they were finding with the Teen Challenge model. Teen Challenge is a fantastic ministry, very long lasting, very successful. But it is, it's basically uh, founded around the recovery process, the rehabilitation process. Yeah. So people would come into the Teen Challenge uh, Centre, they would get set free from addiction, they'd learn some skills, then they'd go back out. And more often than not, they were finding they were going back out to churches that had absolutely no understanding of working with people from broken backgrounds. Yeah. And so there was a large fallout rate, there were some challenges. And so Sonny had the, the revelation, the realisation, that a church was needed for the addicts, the inner city people, and their families. And um, he, he, he thought he was going to do it in New York at first, but it didn't work out. And then after going to Bible College in Los Angeles, that's where he, he, he saw that that was where it needed to be. To wow. begin. So yeah. it began in East Los Angeles, in the hood, the barrio as they call it, in 1967. Wow. And uh, it's been... Just so 1967, there's over... 500, 500 churches, 600 churches around the world? Yeah, five, 600 churches and ministries around the world. incredible. And everyone, and I've preached a number of them, every one of them is founded on this kind of rehabilitation model of seeing people's lives transformed by Jesus. Yeah, we, we look at it as a, a transformational model. Yeah. So there's different types of uh, churches. You've got, for a start, you've got cultural churches that do with monocultural one culture, yep. you know, you've got Iranian churches, Chinese churches, etc. You've got community churches that are the, the old parish kind of model yep. that deal with certain communities, and you have city churches. City churches deal with, you know, anyone and everything that comes their way. But we're an inner city church, and so we were we were formed originally to reach out to inner cities um, with inner city problems, and we're a transformational model of church. So you have. Once again, you have the traditional attractional model where people are attracted to come into a place. Yeah, because they have, do a great show on a Sunday. They have a great show, they've, they've got great facilities, you yeah. know, there's great people. And that's, you know, it's one model and it's necessary and it works. Um, then you have a missional model 
Yeah. Where people are, you know, they're coming in. It's it's less on the big gathering side, but it's more on the going out and the, you know, the the doing doing great things in the community. They focus on food banks. They might focus on um, helping a certain community. Yeah. Um, but then you have the transformational model, and the transformational model to us and to me is that the attraction part is good, the mission part is necessary, but the transformational part is the central element of what it is that we do. So anyone can come in at any stage of their journey, meet with Christ and be transformed. That's our expectation. Yeah. So you come in one way, but you're going to leave another way. It's a little bit like we read in the New Testament. There were people who had encounters with Jesus. Exactly. Didn't matter where they were on the exactly. journey, they were, Christ was open to them yeah. and Christ met them at that point. And that's why I say, actually, if Jesus was on earth today, he'd go to a Victory Outreach church. Yeah. Because, you know, even I'm welcome in Victory Outreach. <laughs> <laughs> and so here in Manchester, I've been, been with you this weekend. You know, I mean, you've seen some, some Jesus transform people's lives. I mean, your life. Yeah. You're, you're, you're a, you were a broken man. Yeah, I was, and Jesus kind of did his thing on you. I was messed up. I, I became a Christian in 1995 at the age of 27. And previous to that, I'd spent 10 years as a heroin addict, a criminal um, in the East End and abroad in different countries around, around Europe. Um, but not say which. You know, I, I won't say which, just in case I need to go back there. But, uh, <laughs> I, I, I came into a Victory Outreach um, home, we call them Victory Homes, they're a residential facility for men and women that we run as part of our churches worldwide. And I came into one, it was in Holloway in North London. Yeah. And uh, I came in in 1996 and uh, God broke my addiction in that place. My addiction was broken. I learned how to become a Christian. I learned uh, not just to be a convert, but to be a disciple. Yeah. And uh, my life changed. And then from that, I went on the mission field to India, helped start churches out there. I've been on the mission field in the Middle East. I was uh, running one of the victory homes and helped start a church in Jerusalem, in Israel. Yeah. Um, and then all around Europe. Um, finally came to Manchester after getting married in 2002. We came, me and my wife, who's also a graduate of our women's program in London, Biggie. And uh, we finally came to Manchester in 2003 on our first wedding anniversary. Yeah. Um, so that's easy to remember. <laughs> that's a treat, isn't it? Yeah. And, uh, and we had seven people um, that we had in the church. And we just opened up our, our house and started taking in drug addicts. And, um, the church started to grow. Yeah. And so we've grown from uh, just a handful, couple of handfuls of people to now, you know, rough, rough attendance on a Sunday, 500 plus adults, you know, 100 kids. We planted churches in Liverpool, Birmingham, London, um, Frankfurt in Germany. We've got churches that we, we helped to oversee in Amsterdam, uh, in Rotterdam, in different places in yeah. Holland. I, I helped to oversee our churches in Spain, in Barcelona, yeah. Yeah. and Valencia. Yeah. And uh, we're looking at putting a church in Scotland next year. Yeah. So the transformational process yeah. has been one that's been worked out in my life. And if it's happened to me, yeah. I don't just want to keep that to myself. Absolutely. And, 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 and I want to see people transformed. But it's not only drug addicts that come Yeah, in I mean, we've been here this weekend. I've been doing a, a business event for yeah. you yesterday. I mean, let's talk about that. Yeah. Well, we, we, we have, in our church in Manchester right now, we have at the last count 36 nationalities and people that have every background from people that got kicked out of school um, to people that have PhDs. I, I often joke that my, my worship team has more degrees than a thermometer. 
Um, and what we're seeing is 15%, probably 15% of our congregation comes from that brokenness yeah. of addiction. Uh, but the rest come from various backgrounds. We have doctors, nurses, we have professional footballers, um, we have business people. And so what we wanted to do is we want to see that everyone, what, what, what my, my, my thing is, everyone's broken. Yeah. It doesn't matter if you're an entrepreneur or a druggie. There's a, a brokenness there. A mum or a teacher or a doctor. There's, there's something that God wants to transform into his image. Yeah. And so we, we, we're putting on this um, new thing that we're birthing called Horizons because it's about lifting up your eyes and looking beyond where you're at to the horizon, the possibility. And the, the one that we, we birthed yesterday with you, Matt, was the Business Horizons seminar. And we have business people from all different spheres come. Um, great panel, uh, you gave the keynote, it's fantastic. We had a great panel uh, of different business experts from the city of Manchester that are friends of mine that, that we have relationship with. And uh, we're, we're seeing people coming in from all these different backgrounds getting to know Christ as he wants to be known, as the transformer, as the, the, the changer of life, as the person that increases our life and betters our life. Um, we've also got one coming up uh, for healthcare. We're gonna be doing a Health Horizons seminar and then we wanna do one in education. Yeah. There's all the, the different types of people that come to our church now. Yeah. So whoever you are here, there's a transforming experience in Christ. That, uh, that changes the game and lifts the horizons for the future. It's just such a great vision, Paul. And uh, having been here a few times, I know it's real. You know, I just meet people who, who have just been radically changed by Jesus Christ. So, Paul, talk to us about Manchester. You talk to us about the transformation, you know, uh, uh, you know the, the transformational model of church. How does that transformational model play out within the life of Greater Manchester? Because this is a big and growing city, isn't it? Oh, it's a, a hugely growing city. I think the statistics were it's grown about 60% in the last 10 years, population-wise. And you see the buildings going up, you see the infrastructure starting to catch up. It's looking more like Los Angeles out there, isn't it? Well, in parts of it, yeah. <laughs> um, but we've seen it transform. I believe that when we came, our churches in Salford, um, it's about seven minutes from the city centre of Manchester. We're right in the heart of things. But when we first came here, 10 years ago, to the building that we're now in, it was a wasteland. It was a wilderness, it was an industrial area. There was nothing around it. Um, there was still very uh, great poverty, a lot of gang uh, problems, a lot of drug problems. There still are. But now what we're seeing is, we're seeing this city become transformed. And it's being transformed into a place of opportunity, a place where people are being drawn into. I believe that the churches have had a lot to, lot to do with that. I believe that our prayers, we, we used to meet, we'd pray for the, 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 the blessings of our city, the well-being of our city, the prosperity yeah. of our city, uh, the way we reach out, the way that we engage with all the different spheres and the different yeah. elements of society. Yeah. You know, and there's different churches in Manchester that meet different needs within the yeah. city of Manchester. Yeah. I remember our great mutual friend, Dave King, yeah. talking, telling me the story about, as a boy, how he walked the docks with his father yeah. and prayed for Manchester yeah. and the transformation of Manchester. Yeah. And that whole area now 
has been regenerated and is Media City. It's Media City. Where BBC and many other media yeah. uh, channels are based. It's just, I mean, it's, it, it, it is incredible levels yeah. of transformation. One of the, the, the stories that I find is very interesting is that Manchester and Salford were the hub of the Industrial Revolution. So they changed society. This city's changed society as, as it was known right then. And they exported that all around the world. So they changed from the community society and they started industrialising stuff and went out to the world and then kind of fell by the wayside. But now the world is coming back into Manchester and Salford. Yeah. You're seeing all the BBC come, you're seeing ITV come, you're seeing media companies. They're all coming in and people are coming in from everywhere. Plus we've got the biggest, univer we're the biggest university city in Europe, I think. Yeah. And that means that every single term you get 60 plus thousand students from all over yeah. that flood into Manchester. Yeah. And that has a massive effect on the, the culture, on the atmosphere of this city. And um, I do believe that, that, that God wants to do something here that is something that no eye has seen, no ear has heard, no mind has conceived. Yeah. And I believe that then that's gonna, it's gonna have an, a, a, an outward effect in the nation and through this generation. Yeah. And Paul, for pastors listening and leaders listening to this podcast, um, what, what three bits of advice would you give them? Because you have a calling, you said, to inner city. Yeah. You know, and it's quite different to the suburbs or city or village. What for, for, for leaders and pastors in inner city settings, if they want to be a transformational church, what three bits of practical advice would you give them? First of all, you've got to know that you're called to that. Yeah. There's no point in doing it just because it's a good thing to do. If it's not a God thing to do, don't do it. It will, it will crush you. Working with broken people is not something that you can take on lightly. Um, so first of all, you've got to know your identity. I, 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 in my, my, my book I'm writing, there's a, a chapter called the Satnav Method, or the yeah. GPS Method. And uh, the way that a sat-nav works is in three, three ways. First of all, it locks in your location. That is identity. That's knowing where you are, why yeah. you're there. Because if you don't know where you are, you can't go anywhere else. Yeah. Then what you do is you have to enter the destination. What are the outcomes you want to see? Yeah. Where do you want to get to? What do you want to do with this? What, what is it that you're planning to do? What is it that you want to see happen? Make sure that that is set. And then when those two points are set, then you'll start to get the instructions. And the thing is, you have to follow the instructions step by step, and uh, you can't shortcut yeah. the, the, the instructions. Start on a, on a sat-nav. And uh, my, my, my sat-nav has a woman's voice, because I'm married and I'm used to taking instructions from a woman. But, uh, <laughs> but uh, if the sat-nav says to you go 100 yards and turn right, and you go 50 and park up, you're gonna be waiting a long time for the next instruction. Yeah because you have to do what it set, told you to do last time before you yeah. get the next one. Yeah. So for, for people that want to get involved in that work, know that you're called, know why you're there, know what you're meant to be doing. Then set your outcomes. Know what it is that you want to achieve. Do you want to take people through uh, a rehabilitation process? Do you want to take them through, you know, how far is the transformation process that you want to go? Yeah. And then when those two points are set, then follow the path. You've got a plan, but follow the path. We heard friend of ours, Derek yeah. Watson, speak about that yesterday. Follow the path, not just the plan. Yeah. The plan's in place, but the pathway 
you know, can change. Twists and turns. Twists and, and turns. And, and as we said, blessed are the flexible, for they shall not be bent out of shape. There's going to be twists, there's going to be turns, there's going to be obstacles, there's going to be challenges. But as long as you know where you are, you know where you're going, you can then start to follow the instructions to get there. Yeah. Great. Fantastic advice, Paul. Thank you so much. I hope that helps you. If you feel called to the inner city uh, and transformational church, uh, think about it like a GPS. Paul, thank you so much for joining us. Bless you. We're praying for you, cheering for you, and uh, looking on at the amazing transformational work Jesus is leading you into.